This is Leanne Burgess. And this is Daryl Burgess. And, and you're listening, listening to Make, Make a Scene, scene on, on Pacific, Pacific Northwest, Northwest Radio. Radio. This is Sherelle Jardine, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. This show is for all music lovers and creators. Make a Scene is sponsored by Zed Productions. Zed Productions is a full-service production company offering the best studios and services to suit your project and budget. From recording to mixing and mastering, contact Sheldon Zaharko at SheldonZaharko.com. And you can reach him by email, SheldonZaharko at gmail.com. On Make a Scene, I get to introduce you to new and established artists, share interviews and music, and tell you who's playing where and when on the Make a Scene weekly music calendar. If you love what we're doing, we'd like it if you donate to Make a Scene. Please visit PacificNorthwestRadio.com and click the Donate button. If you're interested in sponsoring the station or Make a Scene or advertising with us, please get in touch. Our email is PacificNorthwestRadio at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put Make a Scene or Pacific Northwest Radio, or maybe one of our other programs, and you can find them all on PacificNorthwestRadio.com. Mark and I were in Nashville a few weeks ago and got to talk to Daryl and Leanne Burgess, and I'm so happy to share the interview with you tonight, plus some of their music, and as always, Make a Scene music calendar. Let's start the show off with a song off Daryl's album called I Would, and the album is in my hand right now. It is Dove on a Barbed Wire Fence. This is Daryl Burgess, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. I had the power I would give 
for the make a scene music calendar tonight catch melanie decker at the vancouver rowing club and stephen bowers at the songbird north on the 6th clinton fairon at vancouver island university riley walker at the vogue with richard thompson pat victor at the duncan showroom on the 7th matthew good is at the port theater in nanaimo son of james is at the broxy the picture books at the venue King Tough at Fortune Sound Club. On the 8th, Hillsburn at the Biltmore, The Red Pear is at Fox Cabaret, Now Now is at the Imperial, and Yellow Sky is at the Queens in Nanaimo. On the 9th, The Carbons are at the Red Room, Monster Truck at the Venue, Kellen Safe Music at Yellow Dog Brewing in Port Moody. On the 10th, The Arctic at Friends Langley Vineyard, Peter Pan is at Abbotsford Arts Centre, Small Town Runaway is at the Roxy. And on the 11th, Company B Jazz Band is at the Libra Room. I also want to give a huge shout out. Stone Poets, my band, is this Friday night. That is the 8th of February in North Vancouver at the Lynn Valley Church. It's a very, very cool gig. And we'd love you to come out. If you need tickets, you can go to our website and follow the links. It's um, right on the front of the page at stonepoets.ca. And now I'd like to share the interview that I did with Daryl and Leanne Burgess. I'm here with Leanne and Daryl Burgess in Nashville. And thank you guys for taking the time to be on Make a Scene with me today. Pleasure. It's fantastic. So last night, the three of us and Mark sat around with an idea at midnight around 3 a.m. wrapping it up with a very cool song that I can't wait to uh, work up with my band Stone Poets. So thank you for that. I love writing with you guys. And the last time we had a chance to write was actually in 2011. And that's when AJ, I know that's how long ago it was. So AJ and I were with the Jardines and we came back down here and we we got to write with you. So it was really nice to have rekindled that spark that we had back then. Yeah, and it was fun write too. Oh, for sure. Now, I'm just going to read a little bit about you guys. Um, there's there's so much on the internet, so please stop me if any of it's incorrect, because okay. you never know, right? <laughs> so Daryl Burgess is a Vancouver Canadian native who has called Nashville, Tennessee home since 1995. And prior to moving to Music City, you landed your first number one hit, Just Came Back with Colin James. Mm-hmm which was awarded a Canadian Juno for Single of the Year in 1990. And right after arriving in Nashville, Daryl had several singles such as This Heartache Never Sleeps with Mark uh, Chestnut, Never in a Million Tears by T. Graham Brown, I'm Digging It, Alicia Elliott and The Bride, Trick Pony, mm-hmm. is that correct? And during your years on Music Row, you've penned songs for EMI Music Group, BMG Music Publishing, Stage 3, and noted producer Mark Bright's Springfish Publishing. Mm-hmm. All correct? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good so far. Publishers too. There's yeah, probably there's a lot more publishers, more publishers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can talk about that, too, as we kind of start talking about publishing later on. You're also an accomplished drummer. You are a sought-after recording session musician in Nashville and also play guitar and keyboards in addition to your work as a studio vocalist. So lots about you and tons of collaborations. I mean, I just, I was going through some of these names, Faith Hill, Brian White, Gretchen Wilson. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Alanis Morissette, there's some pretty cool cats in there. So that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, a few friends. You have a few are friends. Returning my call. Aren't no. they? <laughs> <laughs> I think they changed the number. You got yeah, like, <laughs> to totally be honest. Changed the number. That's right. <laughs> no kidding. Oh my god. Um, you received a 2007 SoCan Country Song of the Year award for Big Wheel, recorded by Aaron Pritchett. So that's pretty cool. And are you still with Rich and Rare Music? Uh, no, not now. 
Okay. So you were? That's for four years. That's one of the four years? Oh, that's one of the publishers. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was the most recent publisher. Okay, are you currently with a publisher? No. Okay. Cool. And then Leanne, you're a a songwriter here in Nashville, working not just with your husband, Daryl, but also other writers in town. And it's really fun on your Facebook page. It says, writer of words, writer of songs, been known to take photographs. So on top of songwriting, you have Burgess Photography, as well as you run the SoCan House. And uh, we're going to chat about that a little bit later on in the interview. Okay. So you guys are a pretty heavy-duty team here in Nashville. It's pretty awesome. And I want to go back to the beginning. So how did you start writing together? Was it before you were in a relationship, or did that kind of gradually turn into writing as you were together and you you discovered that you were both writers? Or how did that start? Well, I watched Daryl as a musician and songwriter for many years, and he started coming down to Nashville. But before that happened, he was writing in Vancouver, and he was writing a lot with Colin James. They wrote several hits together. And uh, he had written this song, Just Came Back, uh, pretty much on his own. And one night we went out for a walk, and uh, we were talking about the lyrics, and I just riffed back to him a couple of lines. So I actually have a couple of uncredited lines on that. That's right. But wow. Just came back. The big reveal, the ghostwriter. Oh. Just came back to say goodbye. But, uh, oh, nice. uh, and I always tell my friends, well, you know, I helped him spend the money. So Good. That's okay. That I didn't get the credit. <laughs> but uh, then he, he brought it to Colin, and Colin put his own stamp on it, and mm. the rest is history. Yeah. And, uh, after that, we really didn't do anything. I, I didn't even really think to ask to write. But then uh, we were. Uh, Daryl had Liz Hangber over, who's a very well-known Fast writer in Nashville. Fifteen years. A long time, yeah. yeah. He had her over, and wow. they were writing a song in the uh, uh, in his part of the, the house, which is our house in Franklin. That was my photography studio was in, and I was not busy at the moment, so I came to say hi to Liz because she's a good friend. And uh, they read me some of what they were writing. And just without even thinking, I said a couple of lines. Nice. And, and Liz said, well, you should sit down on this, right? But Daryl didn't hear that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I sat down with pad and paper. Yeah, I heard that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> and you were a little bit wondering what the heck was going on. I was <laughs> like, Is jumping she? in on yeah. this right. But anyways, that song turned that out way, to be The Bride. Okay. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So my, my... Well, we had written one song together before that, the two of us. Yeah. Um, which was uh, actually cut by a Canadian artist, A.J. Woodward. Okay. Um, Life Went On. Life Went On. Oh, Life you went were on. gone. Yeah. Which was an idea of Leanne's. And, and, uh, so my first... Co-writer, so that was, my that second co-write both got cut. Oh yeah, man, that's crazy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was a single too, uh, "Trick Pony." Oh, nice. Yes. Gene Simmons played the preacher in that video. Oh, okay. Yeah, and John awesome. Schneider played the 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 husband that married someone else. Yeah. Oh my god. Friend. Anyway. So, Daryl, you first came to Nashville. Can you tell our listeners about that journey? Like, we're, this is twenty-five years ago, right? <sighs> So how did that how did that all come down? Five years ago, I think that's what we talked about. <laughs> well, we moved here in '95, but I was coming down for a few years before that on writing trips, and I was signed to EMI out of Toronto. Originally, it was Hank Medris that started EMI in Toronto, uh, and eventually Mike McCarty took over from him. And, of course, Mike McCarty is uh, uh, head of uh, membership at uh, uh, SoCan. SoCan right, yeah. And, uh, it's Everything seems to come around. But, like, Certainly. 25 years ago, yeah, I, I, I took, uh, um, <clears throat> I had a publisher, and, and they, they were paid for me to come down and make some inroads and that sort of thing. I didn't really know anybody. I had the number of one person. <laughs> and we eventually, but you know, you, you come down. Uh, uh, um, I'm staying at a hotel right down on the uh, uh, West End, and uh, I remember it was it was uh, winter time. It was in December, and well, two things. 
the fir my very first time uh, uh, I, I got off the plane in, in Nashville Airport, the first person I saw was Leland Clark, who is a famous bass player, played yeah. with all sorts of people, very distinctive looking guy. <laughs> I was a big fan of his. Uh, and I followed him into the uh, um, uh, newspaper stand and I struck up a conversation with him and said, ah, I'm a big fan, I, you know, all that sort of stuff. And he said, oh man, you can love Nashville, man. Yeah, all that sort of thing. Anyway, that was the first thing. And then, you know, I got the hotel that night and all that. And got up the next day, my first day in Nashville, I came out and it was the Christmas parade. And I hadn't seen a parade for a long time, and, but this was a very, you know, it was America. Fourth of July was, kind of thing. Just yeah. all dance, dancing down the street in front of the wow. hotel. I, I went out right to the front of the street and just sat down and watched the whole town, you know, just, uh, you know, baton twirlers and, you know. And it's been a parade of characters yeah. ever since. Yeah, no yeah. doubt, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Leanne, I guess you came down a little bit after he first initially came. Daryl brought me down in July just to see if I could take the heat. Yeah. And I remember we went and looked at some houses thinking about moving here. And I remember the realtor led us into one house and we had been standing on the front porch in the July heat, and I thought I was going to die. And she came in and turned on the air conditioner. I remember standing over the vent going, oh, my God, I don't know. Uh, it gets so hot here in the summertime, it's, you know, for a Canadian girl. No kidding. Yeah. But Especially to, West And you never girl. really do get that used to it, but you do adapt. Okay, you climatize yeah. to some point. And you just learn yeah. to... Turn your car air conditioning on so you don't burn your hands on the steering wheel in the summertime. Oh, man. That's pretty hot. That would be pretty yeah. hot for me. Yeah, everything's backwards. Yeah. You know, like Lethbridge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where you go out to heat your car up before you get in it, you know. Yeah. You cool your car down. Before you get in it. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, my God. You sent me a few songs, Leanne. I just wanted to talk about, there's a song you sent called He's Just a Child. And it was written for the Emmett Till movie that's in pre-production. It's on SPAC, right? Mm -hmm. Beautiful song. So Thank that you. was you and Daryl and Jimmy Kelly. How did that um, come about? Well, Daryl and Jimmy have done quite a bit of work together. And um, it was just one of those things where I happen to be in the house and I am very passionate about social justice. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were writing something in the other room and I had, I just decided, well, I'm going to write something of my own. So I'm there sitting there writing on my own. <laughs> You're all in the corner. In the corner like, in another that. room. And, uh, and Daryl came out and I showed him what I'd written and he liked it and he played it for Jimmy. And um, was Jimmy even here? It was a Skype. It was right. a Skype. Yeah. Right. Oh, he right. Was, he was. Uh, so we ended up writing that together. And, uh, and uh, Jimmy is, has worked with, he's produced some plays, I guess, um, f with and perhaps for the guys who are putting that project together. Nice. And the people who are working on that project have been you know, wanting to do that project for many years. So I have no idea whether it's going to be in the movie or not, but it was written for the scene where they're in the church and the body is in the casket with the glass cover and um, the people are mourning. Ah, oh, wow. Very well said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the lyric yeah, is beautiful. It's, it's a, a, well, it's a it's a powerful story, and and it's uh, uh, and it's uh, 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 Jimmy brought it brought it to me. He had this he had this connection for it, and he wanted to try to get get some music going ahead of time. Um, so it's you know we're we're still trying to find out what you know how how deep that's going to be, but there there is a lot of interest there. So yeah, we'll see how that goes, but it's interesting, then, yeah. you know, we've been yeah. doing a lot of that 
writing for uh, film and and uh, those kind of projects, which is a, a different different sort of thing, which is more interesting to me than even having radio hits or something. Although I don't, I wouldn't mind having radio hits. Yeah, any, it's, radio it's hits always are good, good too, but. Right? But uh, creatively, it's it's an interesting uh, process. What I love about you guys too is the um, you're so eclectic. Like the song, so we're talking about this song, and then I want to talk about "Time Will Get Her," which is another song you sent yeah, me. Yeah. And the line "Honest to God," right between the eyes, from her chin down to her thighs. I mean, <laughs> as we're all aging, we can totally relate to some of these things, right? And the song was just brilliant. Like it was brilliant when I well that when I came to out it. of a drunken writing weekend. Well, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, in Florida, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's our friend Joanna Cotton, and she's, oh, okay, yeah, she's an amazing, amazing Great singer. singer. And she's uh, she's wow. singing with Eric Church right now. She's on the road with him. And oh, she's okay. doing an, uh, going to do another record. She was down here uh, uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, in town, and so she was actually staying uh, downstairs here. Oh, okay, nice. I, I um, believe that yeah. version of the song was the second take, and there are no edits. Oh, and that wow. she's a gal who you can be in a room with, and she can sing a song, and have everything just perfect, notes, notes, and in emotion. Right. And the only reason there was a second take is because she wanted one. Oh, really? She's like, oh, I'm give it. it sounds like Anne Murray. Mm -hmm. Anne Murray is kind of yeah. like that, yeah. too. <laughs> so, no, very cool. And then The Swan, too, uh, mm -hmm. written by um, the both of you and Bobby Cameron. And it's written for um, an animated feature idea that um, you guys are putting a screenplay together for. Right. Yeah, right. so that's really cool, too. Yeah. You also sent me Heartbeat. And um, that was with you two and Christy McDonald. Mm -hmm. And I guess Michelle Wright has recorded it and is putting it on her new record. So that's cool. I love Michelle. Yeah, Michelle just love did her. two songs. Two songs of mine that I wrote with Joanna. Oh, okay. And Angie Russell. We did a lot of writing together, that, that particular team. And that was uh, the three of us were down here a few weeks ago. And we did, I think we wrote four songs. <clears throat> And hopefully Joanna's uh, got some interest in doing another record. So I'm, I'm very excited about that possibility because she's just a big fan. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, no kidding. So just to show you guys the diversity, I want to play Time Will Get Her. And right after that, he's just a child and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. Tongues of dragon, you got yourself a muffin. 
Guys, we're oh, I'm in my pajamas. Uh, this is fun. We're sitting around, <laughs> you know, hanging out. Yeah. Hanging out at Soak <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let the girl out, girl. <laughs> That's right. I know we heard about it in that last song. <laughs> so I want to talk about your co-writing process. 
And I'm sure it's different for everyone that you work with. So I know when we were um, together the other night, basically I came in with an idea and then we sat down and we kind of chewed it out. And then, you know, everything kind of started flowing from that. So, um, and I love the wheels that turn in Daryl's head <laughs> because when Leanne and I were talking and he could, you could just see him and he was just mm-hmm. like, mm, kind of mumbling a little bit and putting <laughs> words together. And it was just, it's a cool thing. And you kind of let that happen. Sit there and let that happen. You know, it wasn't until I started writing with Daryl that I understood just what a great writer he is because he will go quiet and everybody else will be chatting amongst themselves or working on their little ideas, you know, and he'll go quiet and then he'll come out with something and everybody will just go, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's do that. Yeah, yeah that sounds that. good. That sounds really good. Well, uh, you know, I mean, I've he tries to He tries to say things Place it differently. Down. Oh, I uh, see. Than yeah. it's been said before. Right. And that, I think, is the start of making something sound fresh. Exactly, and unique. Yeah. You know? yeah well, I've written sure. over a thousand songs at various stages, so and lots of different ki- kinds of songs. So after a while, um, you you know, I mean, you recognize your own patterns, and, and you try not to go over old grounds. But, you know, you're always trying to trying to. Uh, uh, you know, get yourself into new territory and that. But the main thing with, with my process is just, it's kind of like a, a muscle or something like that. Or I always sort of feel like once the factory's gearing up, then the printing press is, is moving. Yeah, you know, exactly. Then all you have to do is just stick with it and you stick with it until you don't have anything else there until you just start repeating yourself. But <clears throat> but I always feel like once my, my when I can figure out how to write something, what the approach might be, um, it can come fairly quickly because the, 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 the wheels are already turning. Uh, and I think when we write together, I mean, you saw what happened last night. I came up with some lines and then yes. he, he will work on those and he'll kind of pull the best out of them. Right. And uh, I might, being a lyricist and not a player, I might not have the melody perfect or I might not have the rhyme yet um, or I might not have the full gist of the idea down on paper, but he takes it and he works with it melodically and um, to say it maybe a different way. And uh, so we kind of riff off each other that way when we're writing together. And that's good. You There's no that, ego, really. You said melodically, right? Not moronically. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was melodically. I try, yeah. I try to check you on that when started, that happens. You know, my hair is starting to go. Yeah, like, you know, all these, what did she all say? All this writing, all this music stuff. <laughs> and I love the fact that there's no ego, really, because if there's a line that you're really holding close to your heart and the other person says, you know what, let's change this, you just kind of go with it. You listen to them and I, I maybe... Will, I will, but I'll fight for lines, too. Yeah. You know, I, I if I really think that that we've got a direction, um, I think last night we were talking yeah. about um, hitting hard in the first verse. That's right. Yeah. And I didn't want to soften that, so I I yeah, just you kept held, you held on to that. To yeah. I just held on to it and kept coming back to it because it seemed like it, most people were wanted to go that way, and if we went a certain way, we would have lost that intensity. Yeah. Off the first verse. Yeah. And, you know, you like to take people on a journey. Well, the beginning Absolutely. of the song is, is really just to get people's attention, <laughs> you know, because uh, people kind of tend to nod off about a minute in. That's right. <laughs> That's know, the old AR it's thing. It's pretty easy thing, right? to do that, you know, and certainly when you're in the publishing business, that's a pretty common thing to... Uh, just try to keep somebody's attention. Like 30 seconds, enough. 30 yeah. to 40 seconds is about all you get. Yeah. Yeah. And so, when, you're, you know. when you're playing songs for publishers all the time, they they tend to, you know, say things like, don't bore us, get to the chorus. And, oh, yeah. And, and press the button and yeah. play the next one if they're not, if they don't, if they're not excited by the beginning of, of the song. Because they get so many songs submitted yeah. to them. So, so you, know, you, you just get like, a certain amount of rejection. You go, oh, maybe I should make that part work first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> that was one thing that I uh, really enjoyed about Nashville is that you, 
don't do it as much nowadays. But uh, um, like a, a lot of A and R people or anybody that's that's has a, a you know opinion as to what songs go on an album or who's going to cut what, uh, they generally get it. You know, so they get computer sort of information. They get an email to them or they get it sent some other way. And, you know, you know, but it used to be uh, pitch meetings all the time. And I did a lot of pitch meetings just on myself as an artist, as a as a writer, uh, you know, just self-published sometimes. And even when I had publishing deals, I would take my own meetings and meet people and, and sit. And you just play songs. And <clears throat> people were generally pretty cool. But if it, you know, if you're playing something they're not looking for, you know, they'll they'll kind of shut it down pretty quick. Which is good. I always appreciate that, and I would always tell somebody, you know, if it ain't right, don't bother listening to the end, because yeah. I got another one. That's right. I got a few. <laughs> it's got all good. Just, you know, <laughs> to this day, I mean, we have hundreds <laughs> of demos that you know that, uh, that are polite. looking for songs that are looking for homes. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed just sitting and listening to songs and and uh, try to get an idea of what somebody's looking for and all that kind of thing so you guys must have a category you know that you just you put all your songs into a, probably a computer base mm -hmm. now and just this is a song about the apple tree or whatever and then you can just pull it up if somebody says hey i need a song about an apple tree you're like hey hang on a minute i've got that song <laughs> somewhere. Got an yeah song exactly Actually, we, yeah. Have, we just have a, a half a dozen or more hard drives with tons and tons of songs on them and when people ask us for a particular thing we just go through and start pitching, you know, start listening oh, okay. to songs and, and compiling a list of songs that might be right for right. that person. And, uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've sent songs to people in, Euro in Europe and all over the country, and they just have to keep go narrowing the focus, you know. If it's a young female artist or somebody who's more mature, you got to find the right song that they would actually feel comfortable singing. Yeah, exactly. You know, it can't be something that doesn't fit them. Doesn't fit. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh, very cool. Do you ever not get the song? Like, has there ever been a time where you're working with an artist and it's just the song is not coming? And no matter what, maybe you even go at it two or three times. When do you let it go? Hmm. Um, well, uh, yes, if it's like, I've never had writer's block necessarily, but I do have situations where, you know, you're, you're writing something and no matter how you approach it, it's okay, but it's not great. It's just, there's something about it that just... You know, you try you try every trick that I know of to try to improve it and try to work it. But sometimes just the premise is wrong. Sometimes it's there's just so many things that uh, uh, make any piece of music, piece of art, anything. There's so many decisions that are made to get to the point where it's presentable that, you know, any one of those decisions could, could be... Could trip it up. You know, trip it up. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I, I definitely there's, there's uh, you know, when I look back on my catalog of all those, you know, hundreds of recordings, there's definitely songs I could have not <laughs> written and not recorded. Or not for the Anisha demo. Or to demo. There's some songs I'm kind of going, you know, I probably really didn't need to record that. And, <laughs> you know, but... But now we've got it. Now we've got it. It's sitting on our shelf. Aww. Yeah. So tell so, me about your children's album. Uh, well, that actually started with a dream. I dreamt the whole song. But when I woke up, I only had a verse and a chorus. So I, you know, recorded that on a little recording device. And I brought it to Daryl. And he suggested we bring in our friend Angie, who's one of the team he was telling you about with, with Joanna Cotton. Oh, okay. She's she's a Angela Russell Common. She's a well-known Nashville songwriter also. And um, she loved the idea. 
and we decided to just write that song. We finished that song, and it led to other songs. And before we knew it, we had, you know, a little passel of songs. And they all had a theme. It was all to do with uh, the love between a parent and a child. Okay. So the, that's the overarching theme of it. And we put together an album and released it. But, you know, it was one of those things where we didn't have publishing for it and we didn't have really a marketing budget. So that is what I would consider to be a shelved project at this point. Okay. What we need to do is, is you know, get fresh artwork and put it out again and yeah. have some money to promote did you, it. Did yeah. you send any of those songs? I don't think I did send you any of those, but I'd be okay. happy to. Yeah, send me a few of those. those. That'd be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd love yeah, to hear it. It was interesting it. for me because, well, Leanne first got the idea for this thing because she would play a song that I wrote with Liz Hangberg when uh, she'd have clients looking at their kids' photography. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that's true. You, you know, have to have the right music when you're showing baby pictures to parents. I can well imagine. So I could only really find that's, I, I wanted to write children's music for that purpose and I wanted to find some and I spent hours and hours scouring the internet for children's music that, that evoked the correct emotion that I was trying to get across. Right. And uh, when I say correct isn't really the right word. The, the, I wanted people to be touched by photographs in and for them to for it to pull their heartstrings right you want to set up the right mood yeah, yeah. so the only song besides daryl's song that he had wrote with liz which is called i would uh was you know that song uh, uh oh, somewhere over the rainbow by by is yeah oh yeah that song i don't know it just does something to me and it does something to the parents too when I think watching. it does to everybody. Yeah, I cry every time I hear it. You know? I know it's so it's so it's just love. Yeah, he's just all about love. Yeah. So between those two songs, that had to work for a while, and then we started writing on this project. Um, okay. Yeah. Nice. So mm-hmm. nice. It was interesting for me uh, because it was a very specific. T- you know, getting back to like writing for film and that, where you're writing for a scene or you're writing for a character. Uh, uh, some of the structure is already preset for you, which is really nice, you know, because a lot of times when you're sitting down and writing a song, you know, it's like, oh, let's write a song, who write it for, what's it about, what's it going to be, you know, there's just so many choices, choices, right? But uh, with uh, the Emmett Till movie, that was a very specific emotion that had to be conveyed. Um, so it, it actually helped, and I thought we were pretty successful at getting to that that that, that emotion. <clears throat> and the Lullaby Project was um, just try, the challenge was to write something childlike, very simple uh, that you could repeat over and over. But it wasn't like Barney or something. It was mm-hmm. a, it, it was actually. Sophisticated enough to be a and, and I to not I piss up, off the parents. I ended oh, up going okay. to yeah, a lot yeah. of you know Celtic melodies and all those sort of things, just like very simple sort of folk uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, songs, and uh, uh, that was that was really cool. And you should check out uh, um, I think one of my favorites, Mountain Lullaby, oh, okay. which could be. You know, I mean, Dolly Parton could sing that song, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or so it's like, She it's, didn't write her own song. Yeah, exactly. It's like, damn <laughs> you, Dolly. Well, like, she does write a song. <laughs> How accessible are you both to new writers that are coming to town? Well, they, they just have to call or, or email. I mean, I, um, a lot of times we've had the SoCan house for 12 years now. And it's surprising how many people never do any research to find out, you know, if we're in the music business or, you know, even ask to write uh, or even want to meet us. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) As soon as I knew you guys were running, I was like, hi. We we, we haven't solicited 
Well, we don't we don't want to bug too. anybody. We don't want to say, hey, we write, you know. Well, and they might think that you're too busy or above their kind of level, too. That well, could be maybe. part of it. Right. Well, I figure if they have made the effort to get down here and they're trying to figure out how they fit mm-hmm. or they've already written something or recorded something, they're they're working on it. They're yeah. working on their career. Yeah. And I think it's worth at least listening to what they do and seeing if it's a good fit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So somebody could just get in touch with you through so can. Sure. Um, it's um mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think what page it is right now. I guess if they look up the it's national on the membership on the membership page. page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, so that's then, in transition right now. They're okay. just making some changes. But my contact information at least is on there. Is all on there. Yeah. Plus you're on social media. You mm-hmm. have Facebook sure. and both of you do, right? So mm-hmm. no, that's cool too. Now, this is a little off the beaten track, but it's something that I know Mark and I deal with a lot of times. So um, Mm -hmm. it's funny when you hear about people in the music industry that are in relationships Mm -hmm. and a lot of people say, oh, it's not going to last, you know, things you you can't be in a relationship in the music industry. So you never really hear about the people that have the successes of long-term relationships, marriages, etc. You always hear about the big breakups, right? So what do you offer people... Um, that maybe are in a relationship about keeping, you know, because it's it's hard business, right, that we're in. So how do you keep um, the relationship fairly solid? And um, can you offer any advice to people? I mean, you guys have been together for a long time. About keeping a relationship together or about keeping a a working relationship? A working relationship together Hmm. as well well as your relationship. we We don't actually write together all the time. Okay. You know, we don't... We don't do it often, sometimes for weeks. Oh, okay. So it's not something that, uh, that uh, and Daryl is doing a lot of uh, playing, and he still writes with a lot of other people. So I'm not always in on the rights. Okay. You know, it's, it's not something that we, we're, we're not like the IT team, you know, as far as a lot of people in Nashville know. Right. <laughs> we're just, uh, we just do it together. I usually write with Daryl. Okay, and, and and oftentimes it's with somebody else as well. So we have a number of women writers, especially that we seem to be that we seem to do well with, like uh, Christy and Angie. Yeah, um, we wrote that song with Joanna that I just love, and I want to write with her again. Um, and uh, when it comes to the the female perspective, I think. Uh, I do well with female writers, and I do well with male writers as well, you know, if, if I'm given the chance. But uh, I think that's something I bring to the table with Daryl, with especially maybe a younger female writer. Right. I get what their struggles are. Of course. Yeah, yeah you've been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that, that, that I, uh, I wouldn't write with... Uh, uh, young artists coming up or female artists or something but I do I like to bring Leanne in if I have a a, um, a female artist I just think it's it makes uh, just relaxes everybody a bit Mm -hmm. you know Uh, and uh, it gives somebody you know people can relate uh, not some Stodgy old man, yeah. <laughs> 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 words done. It's like we're gonna do this. Well, you know, like remember, remember those those rights we did with AJ way right. back when. Yeah, mm-hmm. boots on girl. Yeah, oh, one God. of the first things I like to do with a writer, especially somebody who maybe doesn't have a lot of experience, is find out what what their life is about. Yeah, and what their goals are, and and what's important to them. Right. So there's no point for me as a songwriter in writing something that doesn't fit their life mm-hmm. you know uh and and boots on girls a very personal song very personal yeah you know but it also has that i try for that universality Which as well absolutely came across in that song yeah mm-hmm. beautiful okay. song yeah she's yeah. still and she's still doing it. she's still doing it she did it the other night so it's great cool. yeah it's really cool hearing her sing it Okay, I got to ask you this one too. And I know there's probably been 
um, some kind of a disaster session that you've had? Can you think back, without naming names, but can you think back to some session that you had that you were just like, wow, <laughs> what? And please don't say ours the other night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really enjoyed our night. <laughs> yeah, that was the most recent. Yeah, that's right. The one the other night, that bald man and that blonde woman. What were their names? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't pers- personally, I can't think of a disaster, but I, I do know that there have been times rights with people who maybe the chemistry is just not there and you're just trying to make it work so that you get a decent song out of it anyway. You can't know until you get in a room with somebody what the chemistry between exactly. you is going to be like. So your job in that room is to write a song and hopefully you can do it in one write if the chemistry's not great but if it's not you still have to try you might do a skype right after or something mm-hmm. like that you still have to try and come up with something right but i think generally speaking if you try to figure out whether or not you've got some chemistry with the person beforehand before you get in the room yeah so you don't have to run screaming from the room yeah it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Why did I do this? That's probably the best idea is to just talk, yeah. uh, talk with people. And I used to watch Daryl laugh, you know, because he'd get with a new writer and I could hear them in the next room or, or, uh, or on the phone and they would be just kind of interviewing each other, you know, and getting to know each other a little bit before they ever got together. And I used to laugh at that, and I used to say it's kind of like, you know, when two dogs are walking around each other with their legs Oh, yeah, stiff, no you know? kidding. It's very much like that. They're like, well, what have you done? What have yeah, you done? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Let me smell your bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to say that. Yeah. I'm glad you went. It's okay, it's an 18 plus show. It's all good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. so, so there's, you know, I think that, that that part of it is important. I think that the, the pre-interview uh, part of getting together is is important. If you talk to somebody on the phone, you don't get a good vibe. It's probably not going to be a it's good. It's probably ride. not going to be good. Well, yeah. you know, you're 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 tasked with making art together and making art that potentially might make you some money, which means you're going into business together. Yeah. So all of these sort of uh, uh, ramifications make for a kind of yeah, you are sniffing each other out, I suppose. <laughs> but it's, you know, and also writing uh, can be a real personal sort of thing. If you're trying to get to something good, yeah, you want to get to something, you know. I really, uh, with the amount of songs I've written and the amount of years I've been making music, uh, the only thing I, 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 I desire now is to be inspired. It gets harder and harder to be inspired. So I love uh, uh, I love it when somebody comes up with some weird line or some reference that I would never have thought of. Right. I'm kind of like, oh, great. You yeah. know, okay, yeah. that's that's something. You know, I know what I would think. I know what I would do. I've done it a hundred times. But you know, I like to to hear somebody else's. Uh, you know, when they pick up the marble and twist it around and look from the other side and see something else. I, I, I like that. That reminds me of, of the aspect of, of uh, writing where when you come to Nashville as a, as a fresh writer, the unwritten rule is you bring ideas. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to bring ideas to the table when you're writing with more seasoned writers than right. you. So it's always interesting to see what people will pull out for their ideas. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll be in we'll be in in that phase of the right, and they'll be pulling out ideas, and and I'll I'll think I'll I'll twig onto one, and Daryl will twig onto another, and then it'll happen every time. I like one idea, he likes the other, he goes quiet, and he comes up with something brilliant for that idea, and that's what we write. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> but this is a very Nashville thing. If you're if you're coming to Nashville to write songs and you get in the room with some, you know, writers of note or whatever, it's, it's, it's so common. It happens with me. It happens with a lot of my friends. Somebody will walk in the door and they'll have a, a book. They'll have a whole page of titles. They'll have a, you know, and somebody will say a title and just kind of wrote it. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh well, what about that? Oh, wrote that one twice. Wrote it, <laughs> wrote it two different ways. Oh, man. I've been there, done that, it's just, right? Well, it's just, you know. Uh, uh, They're on the ethers. Coming up with an original idea is not as easy as you would think because there's so much great music and songs already written. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, wow. I remember trying to write, you know, when I was writing with Colin James, we'd be writing these records and try to, you know, oh, let's do a blues shuffle, you know, and I'm going like, oh, you know, okay. Because there's certain ramifications, there's certain, uh, 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 repeating myself, I'm, there's certain pieces uh, of the song that structurally that make it a blues song or right. make it a country song yes. or make it a folk song. There's certain uh, uh, things, you know, chord changes, uh, 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 tempo, all sorts of uh, uh, things that, that make it that. So you have to use those things. But They've been used a million times. And they've been yeah. used a million times. So how do you make something that's uh, uh, a new way of uh, making a coffee table? <laughs> you know, it's like there's certain things have to be there to make it a coffee table, but uh, you have to find other 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 things in it that, that make it unique. So and that's hard to do. <laughs> to do and it gets harder to do as you go along because you've, you've you know you've gone gone down so many alleys your, uh, yourself uh, uh, different corners of you know when you get on a creative sort of tangent lyrically or musically you're just trying to go down till the road ends <clears throat> anyway um, speaking of Colin James, he's actually going to be on the show at the end of the month, end of oh, February. Okay, yeah, great. so I'll say hi for uh, you guys, cool. definitely. Yeah, too. We should just, um, we talked about the Soken House just briefly. So mm -hmm. if anybody is, is interested, it's mm -hmm. basically you go to the Soken site, you so apply, application. application. Mm -hmm. um, it takes a couple of months. If you're a Soken member. If you're a Soken member. And you have to be Canadian. Yes. To be okay. a Soken member. Yeah. Exactly, but you're podcasting to Canada, right? Oh yeah, it's it's all over the world. So, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So you should probably mention that it's only for Canadians. Only for Canadians, we're seeing it right Canada. now, yeah. definitely. But it's a great place. It's a great space. Um, it's a nominal fee, two hundred dollars for a week. So um, definitely go on there, and and uh, if anybody needs to have a place while they're down here writing, check that out. Mm -hmm. And I really want to thank you guys for being on Make a Scene tonight. Thanks thank you so for much, having us. It's been fun. Daryl Burgess. And um, yeah, can't wait to write the next song with you. All yeah. Right. Well, next time you it. come down, let's do it. Or we'll do a Skype write. Yeah. Skype write would be great. Well, it's about well, it's after midnight. It's about time. I think it's about time. Grab the guitars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Loved talking to those guys. Loved hanging out with them. And loved writing this very cool song that we're going to be recording this year with Sheldon Zaharko. And so I just wanted to play this song, finishing up that interview. This is Mountain Lullaby, and it's off their beautiful album, Blue Painted Wagon. This is Daryl and Leanne Burgess, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio.
Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. There is so much music happening in Canada. Yes, Make a Scene is playing and supporting artists right across Canada. And I'm so excited to be playing songs from artists from our beautiful country. Bands, send me two to three songs mastered to PacificNorthwestRadio at gmail.com. And don't forget to add a short bio and any upcoming news or gigs. You can leave the station on 24-7. It's music online all the time. Find your favorite program at PacificNorthwestRadio.com. And if you miss a show, don't worry. You can download it on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. It's all there waiting for you. I'm so glad I got to share my interview with you. All the way from Nashville, Daryl and Leanne Burgess and play some of their music on tonight's show. Don't forget to follow them on Facebook. And if you want to write with them and you're in Nashville, don't be shy. Reach out. You'll thank me. They're such talented writers that I'm proud I've had the opportunity to write a few times with now. Big shout out to my Make a Scene sponsor, Sheldon Zaharko from Zed Productions. All you rock stars ready to record your new album or single, check out Zed Productions at SheldonZaharko.com. The music that you're listening to right now is from my band Head. Record it with Sheldon and you can hear more Head at headmusic.ca. Don't forget to join us on both Make a Scene pages at Make a Scene BC on Facebook. One is a group page where you can list your upcoming show so I can promote them. The other is my radio program page. Don't forget to listen in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Yes, we're at a new time to Make a Scene here on Pacific Northwest Radio. I'm Sherelle Jardine, local musician and music lover. You can find me on Twitter at Sherelle Jardine, on Instagram at Make a Scene BC, and on Facebook. I want to play your music on the show. Maybe we can do a gig together. Okay, everybody, let's make a scene in 2019. I'm in way too deep. Make a scene. The city